as a woman, if you really want something um, and you are clear on what that is, then you do it. That's you just do it um, because you know that you're going to be because you know it's going to be serving your community. It's going to be serving you know the world around you. So yeah, just do it. Love it. So just do it. I love it. Welcome to the Social Media Love Podcast, where you will discover how to get more clients on social media with proven social selling strategies. And now, your host, social media marketing coach, influencer, speaker, and founder of Social Media Love, Angelique Benet. Social media. Love it or hate it? In a world where the average daily screen time is almost seven hours a day, including social media, how can women entrepreneurs get a piece of this marketplace and finally fall in love with their fear of becoming visible, i.e. sharing their voice, ideas, stories, irresistible lucrative offers, beliefs, leadership and expertise with a community of like-minded individuals in a way that feels good, genuine and healthy. This show is exactly about this via storytelling, interviews and social media marketing tutorials. Every week we add a piece to the puzzle. Welcome to Social Media Love Show and welcome to the conversation. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So the idea of the show, if you don't know us yet, if you don't know Social Media Love, is to really help women entrepreneurs to share more of their personal stories so that they can position themselves in a very unique way while marketing their business. And it's also to inspire you watching the replay, listening to the podcast, to share your stories um, to, so that we know you, so that we want to buy from you. So, Michelle, welcome. Tell us who you are and where you are connecting from. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me here today, Angelique. Uh, my name is Michelle Herbert. I am, am, I, I am actually <laughs> in, I sometimes my mouth goes faster than my brain or my brain goes faster than my mouth. It can be interchangeable. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I'm connecting from Yarmouth, Nova Scotia in Canada and, and uh, I'm very happy to be here. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, and so let's dive in. Before we go to the story, um, so that we can uh, have a perspective on all the beautiful stories you're going to share with us, tell us more about who you serve as a female entrepreneur. Well, that has kind of been part of the journey. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if we'll get into this as we go th as we go through or if you have questions that you're you're going to ask, but um, at, at what I, who I serve right now is uh, our entrepreneurs. Um, <laughs> entrepreneur starts with E. I serve educators, <laughs> and that's where the that's where the the other part of my story comes in. Uh, is that when I first started my business, I was focused on uh, ambitious women entrepreneurs and and leaders, and as I've grown and as my business has evolved and as I've evolved, um, I ended up coming back to my roots and uh, have shifted my niche back to where I know my strengths and my my value lies. So that's, that's the mix up between the entrepreneurs and the educators. <laughs> okay, so we'll talk more about that because um, Michelle, um, I always like to open the show with that question. So now you're a coach 
and you focus on helping educators. But tell us more about the little girl in you. What was she playing at or with when she was uh, maybe five or seven? That could be kind of a sign of what's, you know, catching up with you right now, being more clear about who you want to serve and stuff like that. Well, that's a very interesting question. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I was uh, when I was a kid, I loved the outdoors. I loved uh, I loved going fishing. I loved playing uh, softball. I loved being I loved being outside, and I was passionate about horses. I loved horses. I I really. I felt connected to them. I didn't actually get a horse until I was about 12 years old, um, but I, I just, I loved their, I loved their power and their beauty, and just there was something about their quiet and calm, but yet could be, uh, you know, full of energy and playful and and joyful. So, uh, yeah, that's a really interesting question that I've never, I've never thought of before. I love that you talk about horses because when I daydream about who I'm becoming, like in my when I'm going to be way much older, I'm going to have a horse because of that power that you feel yeah. with a horse. Yes, yes. So it's do you a, have a horse a, now, Michelle? I don't. I do not. Uh, I had horses. I ended up having multiple horses um, until I was around until I finished college, actually. Uh, and when I finished, when I got my BED. Um, I ended up moving overseas and working in Asia. And I ended up longer there than I had anticipated. Uh, so I, I ended up um, selling my horse because it was not not fair to my, my mom to take care of him while I was gone. <laughs> not easy to put in a suitcase. <laughs> no, no, not, definitely not. So... <laughs> So that little girl who was an outdoor little girl, like what's left from this today as a, how did you, the skills you learn by being so much in nature, and by the way, it's kind of my story too, I spent so much time, like when I was not studying for school, I was in the woods or in the field, my friends were farmers, so I, I love that you were outside, so what did you stick to, like what did you learn in the, in the wild that you still use today? Well, I know, I know how much nature, how much being outdoors is important to me. Um, in fact, I, I've come across the, a newfound passion, which I didn't really, I didn't really do a whole lot when I was growing up. You know, my mom had a few flower beds and things, but I have discovered gardening and, uh, you know, planting vegetable gardens, having a greenhouse flat, like creating flower beds and, and you know making my yard beautiful but digging in the dirt and and having that it's so grounding and it's so soothing for me when i'm feeling because i can get the brain spin um and and you know, i can have a lot of things going on and feel like the to-do list is you know too much too long um i i go out and i dig in the dirt or i go out and i sit on our, uh, you know our bench or in the grass out, out behind our house and just be um and we have a, a lovely gazebo too that you know i will sit in and and just listen to the birds sing and watch all of the activity that goes on in our backyard um because we have some flowers and things that uh, uh 
birds are attracted to and hummingbirds. Um, but I also golf. I I love to golf. I I love the competitive nature, that one-on-one. I'm more competitive with myself than I am with my golf partner, but if I beat him too, that's great. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, just that the walking and the quiet and the, the rhythmic, um, the the rhythm of golf is just, yeah, very soothing, very calming for me. Okay. So that's how you reconnect as a, as a coach, when you need like to refill the cup, this is you go and put your hand in the dirt, sit and connect again with nature, which was yes. kind of your childhood story. I love Absolutely. this. I love this. So before 3D life, you know, what was the um, most burning desire before you started your business? Do you remember? Do you mean that I, for starting my business in the first place? Or? Yeah, before okay. you, you probably didn't have a business right away in your life, or maybe you did. Like, so what's the story of the before your business, I would say? Right. Well, I've, I have had a couple of businesses before uh, 3D Life. I, I have been a um, in the hospitality business and in the food service industry. Uh, when I lived in Asia, I opened with uh, my uh, family uh, a Japanese and seafood restaurant. And so was a restaurateur for um, a, a, a bit of time. And when I moved back from Asia, um, I'm an educator by trade. So when I moved back from Asia, I, I lived there for eight years. I was in South Korea for a year and a bit, and I was in the Philippines for about six and a half years. And so when I moved back from Asia, I wasn't entirely sure that I wanted to jump right back into the public school education system. And so I I opened a cafe because that's, wow. that's what one does, right? When you're not sure if you want to continue with your career. Um, <laughs> And so I had a I had a cafe uh, in my hometown for for a number of years, but I ended up getting back into education. And so um, I have been uh, working in Nova Scotia as a as an educator since 2006. But I recently resigned from my position in uh, March of this year, actually, to go full time into my coaching business. So. I, I know what it's I know what it feels like to be an entrepreneur. I've been been one a couple of times before, um, but I also have role models in my family. My my mom has owned her an, a store, a convenience store, uh, for the last forty two years. Is still working there, still has it. Um, and my grandmother had her own uh, bakery. And so for as long as I can remember. Um, my grandmother's no longer with us, but um, for as long as I can remember, she always had, was baking something and she she bought her own uh, storefront. And so I have some, some really good, strong women uh, role models in the entrepreneur world as well. So. Ah, so what did they teach you? Like, what do you, what did you get from them that you still apply today or if you, you feel that you're going on the side, it tracked, you go back to that teaching you got from them. Uh, yeah, I, I think probably the biggest thing was that if you, as a woman, if you really want something, 
um, and you are clear on what that is, then you do it. That's you just do it um, because you know that you're going to be because you know it's going to be serving your community. It's going to be serving you know the world around you. So yeah, just do it. Love it. So just do it. I love it because <laughs> you brought us back to you were back to the school teaching, mm -hmm. and then it was stronger than you know. You said I'm I'm done. I'm putting up my businesses on pause, but now you're back at it. So what was the burning desire that you're like, no, I just can't be a school teacher. I have to go back to a business. What was that burning desire? Well, I, th I think it comes back to that serving, um, serving my community or serving, you know, women. And, and um, I guess when i was when i was in the education system i loved being a teacher i loved what the work that i was doing i did have i i changed roles a number of times because i felt for me that there was something there was something missing again i loved my students i loved the relationships that i built with them and and many of my colleagues i really enjoyed working with um but there was something within what i was doing that wasn't quite meeting my fulfillment needs. And that was, you know, we were so focused on curriculum outcomes and trying to have student get students to make these good grades. And so they had this academic success and achievement, but we weren't focused enough on their mental health and well-being, how successful they were in their friendships and their relationships what else was going on around them to help them with their social skills and have given them a sense of, of safety and belonging within our within within the school system um, now while that is something that has become more prominent and it's a bigger message now at that time i wasn't feeling i wasn't feeling that i was serving my purpose well enough by being in front of a class you know trying to get them to learn outcomes wow. Um, and so I knew that there was more in me to give and, and to, to do. So I did end up becoming a behavior intervention resource teacher, which was uh, it, within the education system, my niche. I, I have a soft spot for students who have a hard time kind of managing their emotions. Um, and so when a social and emotional learning coach position came up in our local uh, school board, it was something that I knew I had to apply for and um, thankfully was successful at getting. So for the last five years, I've been working as a social emotional learning coach, working with teachers and um, schools to help implement a social emotional learning program where kids could learn more about self-awareness and managing their, their emotions, um, problem solving, you know, being a better friend and, and developing stronger, healthier relationships. But there still was something missing. There still was something that wasn't um, wasn't jiving with me, um, and that was just how I was. There were certain things I was able to do, and there were certain things I was not able to do, just based on the restrictions and the um, the way that the education system is is set up. So. The coaching had been something that I'd wanted to do for a long time. I knew that at some point I would become a, a life uh, coach 
um, and leadership is something that I'm very passionate about as well. So life and leadership coaching was was really my my thing. Um, and I just I finally I started my business in 2019. Uh, and it started out with a different name. It used to be called Keep It Simple Coaching and Consulting. Uh, but I've, as I, again, as I said, as I've grown and evolved and uh, changed my focus uh, to better suit what fuels me and better serve who who I who I want to serve. And um, that that name changed to 3D Life. Yeah, dear listeners. You know, you see again and again, we just have guests that the world needs all the time. My God, what you just shared is just amazing. We need you everywhere, in all the schools. <laughs> oh well, thank you. <laughs> oh, you know, it's so dear to my heart. I, I am a mom, I told you that. And uh, mm. it's not easy to go through the school system because of that lack of 3D. Right. right. Well, curriculum, curriculum, curriculum versus who you are becoming, right. especially as a teenager. Yeah. Well, and and so my focus is on my focus is on educators because yeah. what is what is good for students is also good for adults. We're really just big kids, and yeah. so if if we haven't had, and and I I really focus on you know three D life is about that my philosophy of we're so often on autopilot we're so often just going through the motions and um i like to i like to describe it as kind of being on on a two-dimensional plane and we're really not meant to live flat and two-dimensionally we're really meant to live whole and robust and true to ourselves and in that three kind of like 3D that 3D idea, and when I talk when I when I focus on educators and their personal growth and their professional growth and well-being, then I'm not only I'm helping them, I'm helping them um, feel more fulfilled and and maybe more effective in the work that they're doing, but also at home. Um, because I, I truly believe that there's work-life integration that needs to be considered as opposed to work-life balance. We are not one person, or we are one person, but when we walk through the door at work, we don't shut off our personal life. We don't shut off what's happened in the morning. We don't, if that doesn't, that still impacts the rest of our day. And so, and, and vice versa, we have, um, you know, when we come home from work, we're not, we don't, we don't just shut everything down. How our day has impacted us is going to impact how we show up at home too. So rather than being kind of double, I like to say, uh, feeling like you have a, a dual identity that you have, to, you're supposed to be two people. I like to look at how do we integrate the two um, and, and realize that bringing it all like bringing you authentically true to you wholeheartedly um to your work and your home is is going to ultimately help students um because how you show up at work and how you show up at home is going to um 
the more alignment there is with those values and those and the beliefs that you have, the better you're going to be able to serve students. I love this because, you know, uh, it really speaks to even social media love values, which is uh, nothing to do with teachers. And, but my mission is to really help women to have that holistic approach to social media so that you're not one person on social media and then completely different, you know, outside of social right. media. And so it's hard to bring that in your life, right? Those, mm -hmm. all those hats we, we have and how do you bring that in a way that is just one way, like just the one version of you. So I yes. love this. I love this. So yeah. what is the thing that people, your clients tell you the most once they started to work with you? What is the thing that comes back all the time that you, Michelle? I, I think I, I know that the, one of the, one of the most common comments or reactions to when they start working, once we get a few sessions in is, they're they're so amazed with how powerful it is to do this work uh it's for themselves personally because it is it is a lot of in the beginning um it's a lot of self-awareness it's a lot of honing and enhancing your self-awareness skills of knowing who you are what you truly want um you know what you're passionate about what you're what you're interested in, what motivates you. Um, we really dig deep into, you know, where you're at and where you want to go. And the there's a lot of power that come, a lot of empowerment, I guess I should say too. Um, and so they start to, they, they, they say that they start to realize more, you know, their thoughts, they start to realize more, um, how they are showing up in uh, no matter where they're at, but it's that this is so much more powerful than what I thought it was going to be a uh, comment that I get most often. Wow. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So now you're there, uh, you kind of, and I really appreciate how you describe that each time of each step of the way, even if you start, go back to Asia, you listen in, mm -hmm. You connect mm -hmm. to to you and your I don't know how you call it your inner voice or yeah. so your intuition that gut feeling okay it's so you, important tell me more about that how do you how did you realize that it was something that is kind of centered of everything you're gonna decide or choose in your life and how do you teach that to others who are more like maybe I'm gonna go by the rule or I'm gonna mm -hmm. listen to my fears and you know Right. Tell us, uh, maybe give us a tip if you want. Part of it is, part of it is recognizing and believing that we, you have the answers within yourself. Many times we are so focused on the external. We're so focused on who's around us and what's around us or what we have in our possession that that we look to those things or those people for our own validation or our own uh, sense of value. And, and so we, we often will ask other people, if we're thinking about doing something, we often ask other people, well, what do you think about this idea? Or should I do this or should I do that? But when you can, when you can learn to just sit quietly 
and and just take a couple of deep breaths. It only takes it, it takes maximum of two minutes to just sit and say quietly to yourself. You can close your eyes if you want to or not, and just say, "What do I really want to do here? What do I want?" You there's a sense, and it's that's it's a hard thing to describe, but there is a feeling, there is a there's an answer that that comes, and you know it doesn't mean that there won't be fear associated with it because it's scary to do new things or it's you know scary to take a, a new a, a chance, but there is there is that feeling that you get, and you're like, you know, what would I what do I really want? Or how do I really want to show up here? And you're there. You, there's just something within each of us that will that will tell us that. Um, and even it's almost like you know. Have you ever had someone give you advice? They you know you've told them what you want to do, and then suddenly they start pouring on the advice, and they say, "Oh, you should do this, and you should do that." Oh, what about that idea? And while you're nodding your head saying, yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good, oh, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. We're being polite, but inside there's something kind of pushing back on it. There's something that kind of says, okay, that's that's what they, because that's what they would do. It might not be what you would do. And so some advice or some ideas we'll take and we'll use because it it aligns with us. It matches us, what we would do. But other things were just like, mm, no, that's not, that's not it. <laughs> and it's that voice, it's that, it's that feeling that you can get just sitting quietly and like settling for a couple of minutes and then saying, what, what do I want here? Thank you. That was gold. <laughs> gold. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that this is, um, it feels um, so powerful, right? To get to that sense of who we are and trusting and believing us, ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a practice, I agree. It's a practice. Yeah, because we have automatism, like, oh, I'm going to ask. Oh, I'm going to ask. And then, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's learning to trust. It's learning to trust yourself that, you know, maybe you don't have all of the skills or the knowledge that you'd like to have, but you do know if you want to do something or not. You do know if you want to be something or not. And again, there will be emotions that come up. There will be there may be fear. There may be um, a sense of hesitation because you're not sure. There's uncertainty, but uncertainty helps us grow. Uncertainty helps us get get to get closer to that 3d life ideal um and and live and feel like we're you know pushing some of our limits and pushing some of our getting out of our comfort zone thank you so much for sharing this so uh, i don't want to keep you too long but um so now you are at that level of awareness about what, the things you really want to do right now in your life mm -hmm. so and it's very fresh and i i read your post about how you took the leap of saying goodbye to your position at, mm -hmm. at the school and then go full for your mission as a coach. So what would you say, or do you remember that day or that moment where you felt the first big payoff of your choice? 
So it doesn't have to be financial, it can be, but it mm -hmm. could be anything. What was the thing you said, okay, that's why? I, I, I think probably that day, and I don't know if it was an actual day or if it was just kind of a, a time period. Um, it was really more, it's probably about three months after I had resigned um, because there's always a little bit of, I've never had that sense of, oh my gosh, what did I do? And I think, I think that was probably my biggest, my biggest sign was I never, I've not ever felt, oh, oh maybe I made a mistake here. I, that's never, that's never come up. Um, I, I had a plan. I knew what that plan was. I, you know, made sure that I was, um, I was going to be okay, whether I made any money in my first six or six to 12 months or not, but I knew I was going to be okay. I had a, I had a strategy. It wasn't just a, Oh, I'm going to resign from my job. Poof. Um, that doesn't, that didn't happen. Um, but I had a plan and it, and I knew that, even after, like I said, I I still haven't had that feeling of, oh gosh, maybe I made a mistake. And I think that's my, like I said, I don't think there was one particular day, but I think that's my biggest sign is, no, I know, I know I have work to do. I know what my purpose is and, and what my vision is for um, the work that I'm doing. So, and it's wow. just, it's to serve, it's to, it's to bring, it's to bring awareness and well-being um, to as many educators as I possibly can. Wow. To and that so that they can make an impact on the world around them and in their classrooms and in their schools and yeah, it's I'm I'm I know this to be true. <laughs> I love it. So tell me, Michelle, because you so you seem to be so aware, like you. You've been doing the work of personal development like for years and decades now. So when when you talk, like I, I always ask a question about as a woman in business, what is your biggest fear? Um, gosh, that's a great question. My biggest fear. Hmm. I think probably my biggest fear is just not re not getting not reaching enough people um not not getting to not getting to have the impact i know that i can have um on pe with people um yeah i think it's i think the biggest fear is just not fulfilling my mission or fulfilling my my purpose yeah okay so yeah. i i know you know that it's a fear and doesn't mean that it's true right so no, yeah how do you how do you um go around your fears how, like do you have habits or do you have protocols or if you like if some days they're louder than others how do you handle your fears i think with this one with this one it's it's basically one thought and it's and when i if i have that fear of um, oh, I'm not getting in front of enough people or I, you know, I don't feel like I'm making a big enough impact or whatever it may be. It's my one thought is what, small, 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 
James Clear, the Atomic Habits author, um, you know, start small, remember small, 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 and it's one person at a time. It and and that's okay. You're, I'm still making a difference to that one person, um, and so that's that's how I push that out of my <laughs> that fear away. Yeah. It, you know, it, yes, it's still there, but it's not realistic. Love it. I hope everybody takes notes here because it's just, I love how you describe what you, yeah, you change your thoughts basically. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I haven't read that book yet, but everybody's talking about it. So I should it's read that one. book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Michelle, what is your relationship right now with social media and how do you use social media to amplify your voice? Well, I I'm I'm connected on LinkedIn and Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. So I do have a, a variety of platforms that I that I use. Some of them I use more, like I'm more active, I tend to be more active on Instagram and on LinkedIn, um, but Facebook is pretty close. Uh, Twitter is actually a place that I just this morning said, and I've I've had Twitter for a long time, um, but I haven't used it as much as I could as a coach, um, and particularly with as a coach uh, for educators, because and I don't know why, because Twitter is an amazing place for educators. Um, so I just actually just said to myself this morning, okay, Michelle, you you need to get on that Twitter that that Twitter band, um, and not Twitter band, that <laughs> yeah. Twitter. We need to what's, connect on What's Twitter. the word I'm looking for? Yes. I don't know, the mm. Twitter wagon. <laughs> the Twitter wagon, yes, that's what it is. I was thinking bandwagon, right? So yeah, the Twitter band, no, the, the Twitter wagon. <laughs> yes, yeah, we should connect there. We'll put, we'll put a link to your interview on Twitter so that you can share it Terrific. too. Terrific, yes. Yes, and um, so, yeah amplifying you are like you're everywhere i see you everywhere i read your post everywhere so i know you're using social media in a way and you so um like you're like that you share a lot of how you feel and how you, mm -hmm. what you go through and how you help people so what's going on right now in your business that you want the world to know especially educators uh how they can contact you and do you have specific stuff you want them to know right now if they're watching the replay or listening to the podcast uh, so I probably the the easiest way to get in touch with me. Um, I'm really like I said, I'm very I'm very focused on and I've said it for a long time. Um, I felt like a broken record when I was working with the excuse me with this with in, in my position at the in the education system. But I said it so many times, you know, what about the adults? What about how are we taking care of them? How are we? how are we ensuring that they're okay so that they can be okay um, with our with our students and so you know I'm, i really am focused on helping educators feel more uh connected to uh feel more inspired by the work that they're doing but it does start with self it does it does start with with us as as people yeah. you have to go you have to go inward before you can have the impact that you want to have outward. Um, so that's that's probably 
that's probably the, the biggest message I would have for any educators who, who watch. Um, I, I really am, I really am about you so that you can be uh, available for, for students. So, um, but if you want to reach out to me, uh, go to my website, um, michelleherbert.com. Um, but again, I'm on multiple social media platforms, so you can find me there as well. And I'd love to love to start a conversation. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing this with us and your time. So we've been together uh, for more than half an hour. One more thing I want to know, what is the thing that I should have asked you that I didn't ask you and you can talk about it? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. What did you, what didn't you ask me? Um, hmm. You had some really interesting questions. I'm having a hard time thinking of something right now. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's, I guess, you know, in terms of um, what I offer for services, um, I have a couple of uh, coaching programs. Um, they're kind of like level one, level two. Um, level one is called Clear, Confident, uh, and Committed. And it's really about, it's really focused on the personal growth of, of the people I work with. And then I have level two, which is articulate, authentic, and amplified. And that's really, you know, really more about the work, the workplace and using the personal growth into and, and integrating it into the professional. So really taking those work-life integration and, and really enhancing that in the second program. Um, but you can have a, you can book a clarity call with me. It's a 45 minute free uh, call as well that just to kind of get you, you know, looking at what, what could be a next step for you. No obligation, of course, but it's uh, yeah, those are, those are the easiest ways to, connect and and those are the, the services I offer at the moment. Awesome. Thank you for clarifying this. Two options. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Michelle. And thank you thank for you. watching and listening. Also in the comments, what resonates the most with you and uh, our private message, even Michelle or me. And uh, just make sure you connect because we are women who love find our fulfillment in connection. I can feel that too with you too michelle and um, thank you and so let us know in the comments or private message us and let us know what really helped you and what you want to hear more about because uh, i don't know you but i feel so inspired to feel you have that grounding effect michelle mm, thank you i don't know if you know i'm sure you do but <laughs> it, oh my god your students or your clients are probably loving that part because you are like so clear about what life is about i love it thank you thank you so much thank you i appreciate your i appreciate your time and again want the opportunity to be here so awesome. <laughs> thank you to all of you i'm gonna switch here bye bye instagram i'm gonna record that before and now share to igtv before it goes away that's us here and then Bye, YouTube and the podcast. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to the Social Media Love Podcast from Angelique Benet. If you want to grow your product or service business with social media, visit socialmedialoveab.com.